a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. I'm down as at four. Four days and counting until Christmas Day 2021. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here this afternoon. Welcome. If you want to be part of today's program, simply dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Numerically, of course, that is 800-848-9222. And there is a lot of news. And I held a story from yesterday that I am going to get to today. In fact, I'm going to do it in the first segment. Mark Stoin, America's undocumented anchorman is due to be with us shortly, if all goes well, from the from the ice kingdom up there where he is. And um, but but I want to open with grave news today. I know that yes, I am the 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 voice of optimism, and I want to retain that always. I always want to be optimistic. So even though I have grave news, hopefully we can find a solution. But there is sadly. Very sadly, grave news. I first became alerted to this. I got a text from my chief engineer. I have like four or five engineers. Well, but I have a chief. And he sent me a story, a story earlier today, and I looked at it and I was shocked. I hadn't seen the story anywhere. And then lo and behold, found out that, yeah, well, it was in the New York Post, too. Um, and I don't know how I missed it. And it's just grave. It's, it's, well, here it is, and just, you may want to sit down for this one, folks, and just, you know, sit down and just absorb the impact of this. Candy canes are now running out of stock, and shortage hit Christmas season. That news is in the New York Post, it's in Epic Times, candy canes, candy canes. The staple of Christmas. I mean, besides jolly old Saint Nick, what other symbol? I mean, you see candy canes, you know we're in Christmas. We're, we, you know it because you don't see candy canes any other time of the year. Candy canes have now joined the list of items facing a shortage this holiday season, and that is due to low peppermint production, and supply chain disruptions. Consumers are hardest hit. Congestion at the ports, labor shortage. This is all President Biden's economy. This is the Joe Biden Christmas. No candy canes for you. Congestion at the ports, labor shortages in the trucking industry have Driven the peppermint-flavored candy canes out of the shelves with Christmas shoppers having to content themselves with fruit-flavored alternatives. So instead of a candy cane now, you're going to tell somebody, here, have a piece of dried fruit, shall you? Or here, have an apple. Here, go suck on a lemon. Well, that's that's a citrus. Yes, but it's a fruit. Here, go suck on a lemon for Christmas. Or, or... How about a wedge of lime instead of a, 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 a candy cane? Now, from what I understand, I mean, and these, this is a big deal. In New York, for instance, economy candy, 
New York icon, been in business since 1937. The store has run out of candy canes. They sold 12,000 of them. And the owner says, since candy canes were invented, we've had candy canes. Some re- some 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 retailers are just completely out. And even on Amazon, out of stock, no candy canes. There were over a billion of these things made every year, almost two billion. And yet, in Joe Biden's economy, because of shortages in everything from microchips to you name it, there are no candy canes for some. Well, what is the solution? I don't know. We're going to have to go back into uh, the textbooks and figure out how to make our own. There's the optimistic solution. Okay, if we can't buy candy canes, let's make some candy canes and make them out of other stuff if you can't find candy. Like that fruit we were talking about, a fruit cane. Well, we can try anyway. All right. That was the grim news. I'm going to do this story now, and then we'll take a break. And when we come back, hopefully America's anchorman, undocumented anchorman, Mark Stein, will be with us. I held on to this story from yesterday, and I guarantee you, I promise you, you will only hear the analysis you are about to hear right here with me, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Bo knows politics, okay? And Bo knows Democrats. Here was the story in Politico. Dems sour on bid to ditch first in the nation states. Oh, what is this? Less than a year ago, Iowa and New Hampshire appeared poised to lose their privileged places on the Democrat Party's presidential primary calendar. But Democrats, including in the White House, suddenly have more pressing problems. As party leaders gathered in recent days for year-end meetings, what was once this red-hot effort to change the order of the primaries has all but vanished. Politico interviewed more than two dozen Democrat National Committee members and what they found in interviewing these DNC people, all of them said, well, things are going to stay the same. Some of them even said Iowa. You remember Iowa Iowa during the last election cycle was a disaster in the primaries for the Democrats. Some are even predicting that despite the fact that Iowa may be in, this is a quote, may still be effed, the real question is whether it's effed in 2024 or 2028. No one's going to mess with it now. So why is this important at all? Well, here's the analysis, and I'll tell you why. Why was there a move in the first place to move the primaries? Does anyone remember? I'll tell you. Democrats were complaining that allowing New Hampshire and Iowa and the states that go first to go first was racist. Why? Because up there in New England, New New Hampshire, places like Vermont, places like New Hampshire, Iowa, 
Not a lot of black people. Not a lot of minorities. And so what the Democrats have been saying is why we've got to have better representation for the minority voters. We can't go on as a party electing nominees who get the jump start and who are able to pull well ahead of everybody else before the big cities vote, where minorities could weigh in. In other words, translation, Democrats were tired of white Democrats picking the nominees, and they wanted more inclusiveness. So what does this story mean? What once was a red-hot issue that black people, that Hispanic people, ought to have a little bit more say in the Democrat Party about who their presidential nominee is going to be, who their vice presidential nominee is going to be, now they don't care. They are giving black voters and Hispanic voters the solitary finger salute again, yet again. And you don't hear a peep, not a peep, peep, peep. You don't hear a peep from the vanguards of race, from the protectors of racial quotas, from the protectors of social and racial justice in America, the Democrat Party. Nobody is complaining that once again, it will be white Democrats, white Democrats in rural areas that are largely going to be responsible for picking that party's nominee. And the blacks and Hispanics get back, get back, Jack, get back into that back seat on the bus once again. In fact, Rich. Yes, sir. Do we have the Democrat theme? I know this is last minute. Do we have, can you find Tara? I have it right here, ready to go. Please, by all means. Ladies and gentlemen, we've learned once again that the Democrat Party, despite all of their talk, cares nothing about the lives of the black and the brown. The Democrat Party has once again gone back to their ruts, to the roots. Yeah, we don't care. Now we know y'all black and y'all Hispanic people want some kind of say. In our primaries, we know that. But look, boy and girls, look, boys, y'all just ain't that important. We gonna elect the nominee that we think are right, and if that means we got to go to our white folks up in New Hampshire, our white folks in Vermont, our white folks in Iowa. In fact, we might even start the primary one day in Idaho, where we got nothing but potatoes and white folk. But we are not going to let y'all smash and grabbers 
in Los Angeles. We're not going to let y'all smash and grabbing black and Hispanic folk in New York. We're not y'all. We, we're not going to give y'all a say because this is too important. Now we slipped up once, and we let that Obama fella in. But we ain't gonna do that again. At least not if we can help it. In fact, we're trying to get Kamala on out there right now because that was a mistake too. Let me tell you. So, once again, here's the deal: New Hampshire white folks are gonna pick who the Democrat president is. Iowa white folks are going to pick who the Democrat presidential person is. It ain't going to be open to y'all blackens in any of them big cities. Okay, y'all got that? Good. I'm glad we have an understanding now and we learn how to communicate with each other. Brought to you by your Democrat Party. Segregation then. Segregation now. Segregation forever. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the message from the Democrat Party. <laughs> this is James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. When we get back, America's Undocumented Anchorman joins us. Stay with us. Right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Ooh, it's Christmas in New York. Stroll down on Broadway. Dinner and a show. And the glitter of the great white. That is Tony Orlando bringing us back. You know, Tony has a weekend show here. And this is from his Christmas album. Uh, Tony Orlando. Christmas four days away. And I'll tell you what you should do. You should, you should line up your Christmas music for Christmas Eve. Include this one in there. And it's not too late to get Mark Stein's Christmas album. Okay, and so just have yourself, Tony Orlando, Mark Stein, who could ask for anything more on Christmas Eve? Hi, Mark, how are you? I'm doing great, James. That's actually a, that's actually a rather good song. Uh, I, I thought uh, Tony Orlando was pretty good. That got me, it's, I mean, it's irrelevant now because in COVID world, you can't stroll down the Great White Way and pick up a <laughs> box of candy canes. That whole world is gone now. The, uh, as, I can't get over the, like peppermint. I mean, who knew? It who turns knew? out peppermint is all made round the back of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese are just sitting on the, it's all on one of those container ships, you know, off the, uh, off that port in uh, California and it's, uh, and it's what are they going to do with it when finally in July they unload the candy cane? Who's going <laughs> to? Oh, it goes great. It, Fourth of July, it, there's nothing better than candy cane. And then they can hang the Fourth of July hot dogs from the Christmas tree in 2023 or whatever. Mark, where, what is happening to this country? There's a story in BizPack Review today that Democrats are urging health officials to start. Here we go, up to mandate a vaccination 
or a negative test for anybody getting on an airplane. And then you had that representative out in California, the guy that used to go out with the with the Chinese agent Fang Fang or whatever her name was. Yeah, Fang Fang. Fang and Fang. Fang twice. <laughs> <laughs> Fang, fang, fang. That's. I like she. uh, She. uh, She was uh, getting hit on by some eighty-seven-year-old Midwestern mayor in his car, uh, and he had no idea why this uh, this Chinese hottie was all over him. And she said it was to improve her facility. She'd always wanted to improve her facility with the English tongue. So make of that what you want. Which is a Roger, I think it's a Roger Moore line from The Spy Who Loved Me. So. <laughs> and then so you have Fang Fang's guy, Eric Swalwell, saying that it is 100% baddie that unvaccinated people are allowed, allowed to get on airplanes and fly. Yeah, I mean they're serious about this. It's it's actually they they are actually moving towards two tier citizenship here on on this. And what I find odd, I mean, once you once you enter this world, if you accept the state has the right to make rules like that, there's there's no end to it. I mean, uh, up in Ontario, the public health officer said that people who had had three vaccination shots, in other words, they'd been double vaccinated and had the booster, they shouldn't mix with double vaccinated. So actually, the airline is the perfect what? place for this. Yeah, if you've just got, if you're just some double vaccinated, knuckle-dragging, stump-toothed vax denier with only two shots, you shouldn't be mixing with the three-shot people. <laughs> I mean, and this is perfect for airline. You know what it's like if you're ever at LaGuardia. And they said, we're now ready to uh, begin boarding for uh, Delta Flight 473. And you think, oh, that's great. I'm, uh, I've got the platinum, platinum air miles. I'm going to be first on the plane. And there's someone who's double mega super platinum who goes ahead of you. And that's, <laughs> that's the way to, we'll, we're now going to begin our boarding with those who've been, and you think, oh, great. I've got double jabbed. I'm going to be right on there. I've got the double vaccination. And they say, we begin our boarding with those who've been sextuply vaccinated. <laughs> and Eric, Eric Shagdwell, Eric Shagdwell and Fang Fang will be swatting on ahead of you and you'll be right at the back of the line. So it's, it's made for airlines, this vaccination tyranny. Oh my gosh. Out in San Francisco, things are so bad that the mayor actually wants to have police on the street now. And, and <laughs> Crazy gal. Yeah, imagine that. The crime is so out of control, the mayor wants to actually hire police. And you know what, Mark? The, the local politicians are aghast. They don't. I have to ask you, how can you possibly see what is happening in that city, see the smash and grabs, the record homicides, and then when the mayor says, I think we need to have some police officers, you raise your hand and you say, no, we don't want no cops. Now, yeah, they're saying that's the old-fashioned way and that, you know, what we need to do is have counseling about it. Uh, and there should be more social workers. Uh, it's the Jen Psaki thing that all this crime is is driven by COVID. These people just haven't had enough booster shots. Uh, and if you haven't if you haven't had the fifth or sixth booster, apparently 
if you just had like four or five booster shots, you're overcome by terrible urges to like throw a brick through Nordstrom's window and, and take everything out of there. I mean, these people actually mean this. And uh, San Francisco holds a special uh, place in my heart because it was just about the first American city I ever visited on my own when I was a, a, a teenager. And you left and your I, heart there. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't leave it there. I mean, I put, I, I put it on a, a side table for two minutes, and when I turned around, it had gone. I think that, <laughs> that's Tony Bennett's thing. I, 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 uh, I misplaced my heart in San Francisco, but um, I, uh, but I, I fell in. I thought this is great. This is an American city. I went to what was it called, Swenson's Ice Cream Parlor. I had a flavor of ice cream that I'd never had before. Might even have been peppermint. Direct. Uh, well, it, I think in those days. Peppermint came from America. It didn't have to be shipped from Wuhan. And I thought it was a fantastic city. And the last time I was there, the last time I was there, I was absolutely aghast at what uh, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and all the rest of that crowd have done to a great American city. San Francisco's turning into Detroit, uh, but it's doing it on an accelerated pace. And... Uh, and 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 these crazy prosecutors, these George Soros prosecutors, uh, the mayor, the mayor is the second least crazy person in the ta- in Democrat cities. The the mayors are the second least crazy person, and the DA is the absolute craziest. Just unbelievable. Okay, now let's turn our attention to Joe Manchin. <sighs> <laughs> He, he he bestrides the world like a colossus. Okay, Chuck Schumer says, screw you. We're going to have a vote anyway because I want everybody on record, not just to say what they are gonna, how they're going to vote on TV. You have the L.A. Times editorial saying that climate change is ravaging planet Earth and Joe Manchin's obstinate cannot be tolerated. And yeah, I... I I think that I think Joe Manchin is now actually I read that L.A. Times editorial and I think Joe Manchin is actually causing rising sea levels in the Maldives. So it's probably it's probably uh, true that he is solely responsible for for climate change. I mean, I love the way this bill has no connection to reality. Um, It started off, I think, as three point five trillion and Joe, they're all mad because Joe Manchin did all this cheese pairing thing and cut it back to one point seven five trillion. And we're supposed to be impressed by that. But it doesn't really make any difference because neither the three point five trillion nor the one point seven five trillion actually exist. So right now, America, uh, the U.S. government is thirty trillion dollars in debt. No one has no one in human history has ever paid back $30 trillion. <laughs> and when you talk to these people, they've got no interest. So, so in a sense, they, the Democrats don't see what – it's just make-believe money. What's Joe Manchin so upset about? Why can't we just have a, you know, a $37.5 trillion bill? And the, and the, at some point, at some point, uh, Chairman Xi in Beijing 
He's stroking his chin, chin, and he's thinking now, uh, what would be the, what would be the best time? I'm just toying with the Americans at the moment. <laughs> just, uh, just playing games with the shortage of candy canes. Just winding them up a little. But, uh, what, when, when shall I actually pick the day to yank the rug out from under the US dollar? And, and so God bless Joe Manchin from talking it down to three, 3.5 trillion to 1.75 trillion but it should be about a you know a buck 79 that bill because that's all that's actually in the u.s treasury goodness now democrats say they're going to uh, play hardball with mansion his 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 coasting days are over they're mad now they're stomping their feet they're gnashing their teeth and they're you know the horns are coming out oh i'm sorry they've always been out um anyway <laughs> <laughs> what should old Joe exp- first of all? Do you think that this is just a temporary setback, or did Joe kill the Build Back Better Welfare Eternally program? Well, I think he has to be. I mean, th- the point is their contempt for him and his state. Um, and if you look at sort of serious political thinkers like Bet Midler, for example, <laughs> Bet Midler. Ben Midler has been tweeting that Manchin is is some, you know, she's going on about him being some inbred redneck from a, a totally <laughs> backward state. I'm amazed. West Virginia actually has a higher literacy rate than New York. So if you're like West Virginia and you know uh, three-syllable words, you're not going to sit there and take it from Bet Midler uh, telling you you're just some inbred swamp and nobody should pay any attention to you. So the effect of this politically, I think, you know, no one is going to vote for Joe Manchin if he caves to these, uh, you know, the Democrat Party heavyweight thinkers like Bette Midler. Wow. Well, here we are, four days left for Christmas. Where can people get your Christmas album? Where can they visit you during the week, Mark? Uh, well, you can get the Christmas album at uh, Amazon and iTunes and all those kind. Of, I think I'm not sure if it's on Spotify. I tend to follow Taylor Swift and think uh, Taylor <laughs> thinks she doesn't need to be on Spotify, and I'm with Taylor on that. Uh, but uh, uh, and other than that, you can find me at uh, SteinOnline.com. S T E Y N Online.com, James. Well, we'll look back for, we'll look for you when we come back from vacation. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take some time off, Mark, and I hope you do too. You can come, you can come skiing in New Hampshire, which uh, I think, as you just pointed out, is like the second whitest state in the union. So, yeah, I can uh, come skiing there, but I can't vote there. Just, just kidding. (laughs) Mark, Mary. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Mark. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, All right. James. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Mark Stein, ladies and gentlemen, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, with you here at WABC. Your call's coming up, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. We'll be right back. Oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. The silky voice of Donny Hathaway. How much fun it's gonna be together. This 
Christmas fireside blazing bright. We're caroling through the night, and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. And I hope it's a very special Christmas for you and all of your loved ones, wherever you may be. We're four days away from Christmas Day, folks. Let's make this the Christmas year to remember. You know, we've been through a lot. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. We have been through a lot these past two years. And I think that many of us, many Americans, are tired of the gloom. We're tired of always having to deal with hard luck News coming out of Washington, D.C. We're tired of the angst. We're tired of this, this continued back and forth between Democrats and, and, and them claiming that everyone that doesn't think the way they do is either evil or rotten or whatever. We're just tired of it. Let's put all that aside for a few days. Well, at least let's start that on, on Friday night, on Friday, because there are some things in the news we're not going to ignore here. But anyway, let's just have a great Christmas and just be happy and spend time with our family and our friends and enjoy life. Enjoy being in the greatest nation the world has ever, ever witnessed, our America. And let's live and have fun and enjoy with gratitude this miracle of life that we're enjoying and all that goes with that, unless we remember, too, why we celebrate Christmas. I know that sounds cliched, but really, why do we celebrate Christmas? We celebrate Christmas because of the philosophy, the spiritual guidance that came from Christ. That's what Christmas is about. And look at that. The Christmas spirit has spread throughout the world. People from almost every religion, from every walk of life, still celebrate Christmas. It has become a universal holiday. And let's remember what that's about. Loving people, loving your enemies, loving those that you love as you would want to love yourself. Forgiveness. Forgiveness for people that do you wrong and to be hopeful that your life is guided by a higher power. And even though sometimes you can't see, we can't see our own way out of the forest, we can't get out of our own way, that we don't have to be in a depressed state when things go wrong. We can turn to optimism. So let's have a good Christmas. Now, we're going to take your calls really soon. There's one other story i got to mention to you. This blew my mind, and if you read it, it will blow your mind too. It's in Politico. Democrats riled by Spanish-language radio attacks on Kamala Harris. Okay. So Kamala Harris, according to the Politico, is experiencing... What Florida Democrats are saying is a sustained and coordinated campaign unfolding across Spanish-language radio stations. And guess what? Callers and guests in Spanish are criticizing Kamala Harris. 
in the political article, it says there's no definite proof of a coordinated campaign against Harris. But they spend 12 pages, printed pages, because Democrats are unnerved that this poorly performing vice president is being criticized on Spanish radio in Florida. Wow. Really, Kamala? Let's head to the phones. Rich, where should we start today? All right, James, let us begin in New Jersey and say hi to Teresa. Hello, Teresa. Welcome. How are you? WABC with James Golden. I'm doing great, Mr. Golden. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Is this Teresa who called me a few weeks yes, ago? Yes, and I'm calling you from a very fancy iPhone 13 that you sent me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got the iPhone. At the very least. <laughs> wow. I feel like a rock star. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you have it. Do you like it? It's beautiful. And, you know, I'm kind of a techno idiot, so I'm probably going to have to go to school to figure out how to totally use this thing. But, my goodness, oh. <laughs> it's just beautiful, and I can't wait for the book. And, and the book is, should be on the way. We have been deluged with orders for the book because some people want signed copies, and we've been uh, doing those signed copies uh, through uh, through a connection with BizPack Review offering signed copies of the book, yeah. and we have had so many orders. So I'm still waiting for, I can't tell you how many books to be delivered so I can begin signing them. We've been sending them out as fast as we can. But thank you. But thank you, and thank you, Rush, and thank you, ABC. And uh, <clears throat> just one other thing real quick. Just yep. before Kamala was actually sworn in, I remember I was in the grocery store and the COVID stuff had just started and there was a mile long line and I was pissed. And I just said out loud, Kamala, keep your day job. And that was last year. <clears throat> Hopefully, yeah. you know, she'll be able to get her. Well, now, job. you know, Politico and the Politicos are all upset because. People are criticizing. Can you imagine that? People are criticizing Kamala Harris on Spanish language stations in Florida. How dare they? This must be some sort of treachery. Unbelievable. Teresa, I'm glad you got the phone. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And I hope that your year is starting, that when we start the new year, that you're going to have the best year of your life. And maybe... I'll get a package of candy canes in the mail. <laughs> you never know. Teresa, <laughs> thank you so much. God bless. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Where are we going next, Rich? We're going to go to Sparta, New Jersey, and say hi to John. Hi, John. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What's up? James, how are you? I'm how doing you? well. I tell you, I tried for 30-odd years. I must have dialed a million times to get a hold of Rush and never was successful. I miss that man so much, but when I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to him. So I, I just want to—I just want to say, if I was a—if I was a Democrat senator, I would really be walking on eggshells with Mr. Manchin because, for two reasons. One is 
they really he really saved their butts because if they would have passed this bill, it would have been a disaster for them. And secondly, they should be very nice to him because with one flick of a switch, one flip of his party, and all of a sudden guys like Sanders would be losing their chairmanships and the Republicans would be in, in charge of the Senate. So I don't well, understand why they would be so rough on him, would, would they? Okay, here's two things. Two things. I agree with you almost all the way. But here's one one thing. You said if he switches that Republicans uh, would, uh, Democrats would lose their chairmanships. Not necessarily. Because Republicans are the party that go along with this stupid idea that when, when Democrats and, and when they share a tie vote with Democrats, that they should do a power-sharing arrangement. Democrats never talk about power-sharing, but Republicans right. go along with it. So I don't know what right. would happen. And we've seen that stupidity yeah. happen in the past, okay? Yeah. And the other thing is you're right. <laughs> Joe, Joe Manchin could turn everything on its head, and one of the reasons that's being cited for him voting against this, aside from the fact that he disagreed with the content of the bill in terms of the cost and some of these climate measures, is how uncivil his own party has been toward him. Sure. And, yeah, yeah, and this could get worse. Exactly. Thanks for the call. John, Merry Christmas, and thank you for your your kind words. And we'll be speaking with you soon, I hope. Thanks. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We have more of your calls coming up. And tomorrow, Princess Di is going to join us, and we will wrap up a policy of the year discussion, including if this is just a temporary setback for the Democrats. So please be here tomorrow for Her Highness her Majesty Princess Di. Meanwhile, welcome to the Golden Age of Radio. James Golden, aka Pose Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, here on the crown jewel of American Radio, WABC, wishing you and everyone in your family, your friends, and even people you don't like, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday. Where are we going next on the phones, Rick? We are going to go to White Plains and say hi to Drew. Drew, welcome. WABC with James Golden. Welcome, welcome, James. You know what I'd love to see, too, just before I get into my rant? I would love to see you and Dominic. Have a um, roundtable discussion with two African American progressives, and I think y'all will go toe to toe and have some real good points. You Do you have any suggestions who those two should be? Um, 
I know y'all will. I know you and Dominic would love to get Don Lemon on the other side of the table, but I don't think Don Lemon is up for that fight. So I would have to take <laughs> on that. Was that- uh, I, I know you and Dominic will lick your chops to get to get Don Lemon on the other side. I'm gonna tell Dominic when I call him tonight. Tell him I'm gonna say, you know what? I think you were both snurly. Would love that to have Don Lemon on the other side of the table. That 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 would be interesting. And I'm an African American man myself, so I would love to see that. But as far as mentioned, okay, I get it. You know, he's in a deep red state. But like I said. If he was in any other state, he would be primary and he would lose immediately. Yeah, you mean the Maverick? You mean the Maverick, uh, John Manchin? Yeah. The Maverick, yeah. Yeah, he's a Maverick. He, he's, he's one of these guys that has... Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin. He's one of these guys that can... He, you know what Joe Manchin is? He, he tells truth to power. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know, Joe Manchin was the same guy who ran from the Obama endorsement in 2012. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, with him, the Maverick. You know, he, yeah, he kind of. And you know, this is the funny thing because, and I'm and I'm in full support of Eric, but I'm watching Republicans get so upset at Eric Adams, like he's choosing nothing but women as deputy mayors. He's caving to the left. Well, bro, he was a Democrat. He's an elected Democrat. He talked the talk, but guess what? Eric is in New York City. If he gets in there and goes too far right on his first term, he will be primary. And he could end up like Joe Crowley or Elliot Engel easily. You know, Drew, you understand New York politics very, very well. And you just said a mouthful there. And I can't disagree with anything that you said. Now, it's what's really going to be interesting is to see what the new mayor does with regard to crime. If he does not deliver... After all this talk, I feel like he's going to deliver on that. Now, what I am concerned about, and I'm a Democrat, um, is what he's going to do for business. Because I work in the commercial real estate industry. Like I said, I'm a Democrat. But let me tell you, business owners, and I'm talking about, you know, the high-end ones, they less and less want to come to New York and lean more towards Miami because of the restrictions, because of the constant shutdown. We have to get the wheels turning back in the financial industry. It has to. It can no longer. Drew, I, have, I only have one question for you. I only have one question for you. You are pro-business. You mm-hmm. speak with logic. Why are you a Democrat? Because those were the only people where I see anything wrong going on in my community growing up that were there, right, wrong, and better. Those now, are the only people in your community making everything wrong. Republicans in our community, the, pe- the people responsible for the, the communities. I, 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 was, I wasn't a fan of Manzini. I felt like he totally shunned us out, and the only thing he did was put more cops there. Now, when Diallo was murdered, what turned me off with Giuliani and Pataki and turned me off from Republicans was they got indicted. The cops got indicted in the Bronx. And instead of letting that case play out in the Bronx, Giuliani and Pataki got to move to Albany County to where it was dismissed. That's not Drew. Right. Here's what I want to do, Drew. Mm-hmm. I want the guys to get your number. I want you to be a guest um, on this roundtable. Okay. I want to talk with okay. you more extensively okay, about your beliefs. All right. I want to get to Denise in New Jersey before we get out of here. Uh, so, Drew, thanks and Merry Christmas, Drew, to you and your family. God bless you, my friend. Denise, WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. Time is running out. I just wanted to say hello. Merry Christmas. How are you? Hey, James. I've been waiting since 1992 to talk to you. Well, but unfortunately, our dear friend Rush is not here. 
uh, with us. But I, I, I want to say how much I love your show, and I, I, I tune in at, at least three or four days a week uh, to hear you, and it's like, you know, having Rush back with us. Uh, and, oh, you are so kind. Denise, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to you and your family, everybody. Look, I'm sorry we couldn't get more callers today. We'll be here tomorrow, and we're going to take callers earlier for the rest of the week. Okay, so listen, we're in New York. We're in Pennsylvania. We're in Connecticut. We're in New Jersey. We're in New York, greatest city in the world, America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God love you. God bless and protect you and your family. Merry Christmas. I'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Be here. Bye.